0: you had frosted tips
1: yeah
2: who didn't at this time elizabeth who didn't we all wanted to be mark mcgrath
0: your fascination <laughs> with Jersey Shore just made so much more sense to me.
2: <laughs> yes. <laughs>
0: Shocking. Hello and welcome to the Art of Casting I'm Elizabeth Joy Glass.
2: And I'm a member of the Mystery Inc. crew. Spencer do
0: (laughs) Oh jinky Spencer (laughs)
2: Zoinks (laughs) What's up Elizabeth (laughs) Oh you know You would be Velma That's pretty obvious right
0: Yeah even (laughs) though I would Want to look like Daphne
2: (laughs) Oh no Velma is so cool
0: Velma is super cool and I do love her look But like Like Daphne is just has like the perfect 70s vibe Right And I feel like that's kind of coming back right now. Yeah. (laughs) Oh my gosh. I tell you, (laughs) I bought pants specifically to wear to the Florence and machine concert.
2: Oh, okay. That
0: we're going to, and I don't think I'm going to wear them anymore. Cause I remembered I had another pair of pants that I think I want to wear instead.
2: (laughs) You're really preparing for this.
0: I am Spencer, but there are these great black denim like wide leg flare, like 1970s Wrangler <laughs> Jeans and I love Them and I've like I got them like Towards the beginning of the summer so I've been like Every time I go out I'm like Where are my Wranglers
2: <laughs> <laughs> Feeling like I'm, a hippie I'm so excited for you to come out We're gonna have so much I know, fun it's We're gonna so see close. Um, I haven't thought About what I'm gonna wear but that's probably because I'll decide the day of um, I'm going to a lot of concerts in October at the Hollywood Bowl, actually. It's what
0: a, Where else are we going to?
2: It's quite a crew. I'm seeing Florence and the Machine. Yes. I just got my tickets to see Stevie Nicks. So
0: What?
2: I Really, October is going to be a month of tears. And then I'm seeing Pitbull. <laughs> Should I have of started course with you are.
0: <laughs> Of course you are. I want to see Pitbull in concert one day. I'm mad that I missed it the last time. I'm mad that I'm gonna miss it this time.
2: <laughs> Pitbull puts on quite the show. I love I bet Mr. He does 305.
0: <laughs> Mr. Worldwide.
2: <sighs> Honestly, That's... though, he puts on an amazing show. When I graduated high school, my mom's gift to me was taking me to Vegas to see. At the time was what I thought was a Kesha show, but it was actually Pitbull with Kesha opening. We did not realize that till we were there. Um, but that's why I became a converted Pitbull fan. I was like, wow. Yeah. Like he is a superhero.
0: I don't know anybody <laughs> who hasn't listened to his music who's like, yeah, he's okay. It's like, he's amazing. Yeah. Don't. <laughs> You can't be, like, halfway on Pitbull. Right. You have to be fully a Pitbull fan or not at all.
2: You're either cool or you're not cool. So, which side (laughs) are you taking?
0: Speaking of sides, Spencer, what did we watch this week?
2: Well, if it was not obvious from the opening of our episode, (laughs) this week we're continuing soft spooky season with perhaps the softest of spooky films we could give you. We are watching Scooby-Doo from 2002.
0: Scooby-Doo, Spencer, whose who's side were you taking at the beginning of the movie? Velma's or Fred's?
2: Uh, that's hard. Oh, no, it's not hard. Definitely Velma.
0: Yeah, I was about yeah. to say.
2: <laughs> I was like,
0: this is like Pitbull. There's only one right answer. Yeah.
2: So Fred was being a jerk. And Velma is always right.
0: Yeah. Yeah, she is.
2: Oh, gosh. I love this movie. It is one of my favorites. As Elizabeth said last week, one of my birthday gifts this year was just to make our friends watch Scooby-Doo against their will. So that was enjoyable for me. It's just this movie makes me laugh. And it's having its 20th anniversary this year. Which, it had
0: its 20th anniversary on June 14th.
2: Yeah, it's on its way to 21. So <laughs> it's scary to start drinking next year.
0: All right it's wild that that movie is 20 years old because it doesn't feel 20 years old. So I was I was actually watching it this morning, like down in the living room. My mom comes in and she was like, what is the, like, when was this movie made? Because she, she looks up everything on IMDb. Yeah. Because um, And she couldn't find it. I was like, oh, it's right here. I was like 2002. And she's like, it doesn't it doesn't seem that old. And it really doesn't.
2: No, it's not. It's very current. The comedy is hilarious. Um, it's almost like they made this movie knowing that 20 years from now, the same people that grew up watching it, we're going to love it even more in 20 years. That's how Absolutely. I see it. I agree. Um, and I think that'll make sense to you when I tell you uh, who wrote the screenplay for this wonderful movie. But Elizabeth, first, why don't you give us a little summary?
0: <laughs> I will, Spencer. <laughs> Zoinks! two years after a clash of egos forced mystery Inc. to close its doors Scooby-Doo and his clever crime solving, crime solving cohorts Fred Daphne Shaggy and Velma are individually summoned to spooky island to investigate a series of paranormal incidents at a ultra hip spring break hot spot
2: <laughs> <laughs> nice that was real good this is why you had to do the summary this week I couldn't give the energy like you could <laughs>
0: I was not prepared to give that kind of energy till you wrote the opening of this summary with the zoinks.
2: You would actually be <laughs> surprised to know that I did not write the summary. I believe that is from IMDB. So IMDB I'm was not feeling surprised. it. Yeah. <laughs>
0: not surprised. You've given up. <laughs>
2: But let's go behind the wardrobe. This film was directed by Raja Gosnell and the screenplay was written by oh, man. James Gunn, which a lot of people do not know. But this messed up movie is from the mind of James Gunn, which makes so much sense when it you makes, think of it like that. Yes. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> this movie made a lot more sense knowing yeah. with that information in hand.
2: Right. I mean, this... only
0: he could make something that crazy actually work.
2: Right. It's totally James Gunn's comedy. I mean, he uses the same kind of like witty humor in Guardians of the Galaxy to this day. So it all just makes sense. The costume designer for this film was one Lisa Evans. And I've seen her name a hundred different times. And I'm mm-hmm. like, how do I know this person? That's because she's designed costumes for essentially every film out there. She did.
0: This (laughs) woman might be the costume design queen of the
2: 2000s. Right. Uh, No, she did costumes for American Pie, Josie and the Pussycats, Forgetting (laughs) Sarah Marshall, Get Him to the Greek, Bridesmaids, which, come on, 22 Jump Street, Neighbors, Trainwreck, Zoolander 2, Always Be My Maybe, The New Mutants, The New TV Series, Young Rock, She's currently working on a Powerpuff TV series. Which
0: I can't wait for.
2: (laughs) Right. And she did costumes for Scooby-Doo 2, Monsters Unleashed. And on top of all that, I'm looking at pictures of her. She's like Amy Schumer's best friend. So Lisa Evans has it all.
0: She does. She does. Oh my gosh, I was on her website and like she seems like a cool person. Yeah. Like she just seems like so cool and hip. And I'm like, yeah. You did create all these amazing contemporary films.
2: Right. Lisa, where are you at? We should have had Lisa on the podcast. What's, we should have. what's going on? We'll work on this. Lisa, if you're listening, please come on our podcast. Please. <laughs> um, but with that, you will all probably not be shocked to hear that the costume design of Scooby-Doo was not a highly uh, sought after interview in 2002. Um, however, we do have a, few behind the wardrobe facts that we'll talk about but either way we're going to have a good time talking about Scooby Doo.
1: Are you ready
2: Scooby? (laughs) Bro. (laughs) Let's take a (laughs)
1: break. We're so stupid.
2: What's up, costume nerds? This is Spencer, co-host and producer of the Art of Costume broadcast. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. We greatly appreciate all the support. If you want to continue in your support, you can become a costume maven at patreon.com slash theartofcostume. There we post unheard bloopers, highlights, and bonus episodes for our costume mavens. You can even chat with other listeners and vote on future episodes. Head over to patreon.com slash theartofcostume and subscribe now. So good. Really one of our only behind the wardrobe facts is that Lisa Evans basically said through her rare interviews was that the original costumes we see the, cost, the see the characters in are really inspired, have that 70s inspiration from the cartoon show. So you really, you see these looks and like, yeah, those are the characters from the TV show, almost to T. It's after the scene passes when they really start to get into their contemporary clothing yes but this scene right here which is followed up by pamela anderson james gunn <laughs> really um very 70s
0: absolutely absolutely and th- this is really just classic scooby-doo looks i feel like they get a little more contemporary when they get back together but this is really classic daphne's classic dress velma's classic sweater shaggy always looks the same no matter what <laughs> um, <laughs>
2: wearing his bell bottom pants though.
0: <laughs> yes, I didn't realize he was wearing bell bottoms. That's actually kind of cool.
2: Right, very 70s. Fred, I mean, he looks like a 70s model at this yeah. moment. Yeah.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely.
2: <laughs> they all look so good. Uh, Daphne to me looks the most 70s though with that headband moment.
0: And the like, go-go boots. Oh my gosh.
2: Right. <laughs> it's so hilarious. So first, I think let's just dive into each of our characters. Elizabeth, do you want to do that?
0: Yeah, sure.
2: Uh, let's start with <laughs> the king of the crew, I shall say, Fred, played by Freddie Prince Jr., one of my favorites, and you know he really starts to pull out some contemporary looks once we get out of that first scene, and he looks great. He plays a good Fred.
0: He absolutely does, like. He's funny in that kind of like dumb guy way. (laughs) (laughs) Like, it's like, okay, Fred, you can like stop looking in the mirror for two seconds. You do have some smarts. Like, let's get going. Um,
2: You're the leader of like a mystery solving team.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Like, get it together. But I do, I do love his wardrobe because, like you said, it is, it stays 70s inspired. But it definitely has, like, a little bit of an early 2000s flair to it after that opening scene. Um, but then I also love his, like, uh, how do I say this? His beach boy look.
2: I was going to say beach bro. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's that like, is... yo, what's up, dog? <laughs> and dog? <laughs> So
0: stupid, Um, but I I really love that one because it's like oh that's what every like Jersey guy looked like
2: right in the
0: two thousands.
2: That's one of my favorite looks. Also, his like beach look when he's you know possessed by the weird spooky island monsters. He has like a shark teeth necklace around his neck.
0: Oh gosh, glasses
2: actually look pretty cool. I'll give him that. Yeah, but what I love most about fred's character and all the characters really is that um lisa really takes like their color palette and she really like takes it with you know the characters in each of their costumes even though if it's not right on the nose you know because fred's colors really in in the cartoons were white orange and blue and the film she really like focuses heavily on the blue with like accents of white and it just comes out so beautifully
0: Yeah, I also love how she manages to include his ascot in like 90% of his costumes. I really appreciate that.
2: (laughs) Yeah, it's a really good touch. It's really smart costuming, actually, when you take the time to look at it.
0: It absolutely is.
2: Uh, Speaking of. Incredible costuming. My favorite character is Daphne, uh, just because I'm a huge Sarah Michelle Geller fan, SMG, Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Yes. So I love this role. And uh, Lisa actually, one of the only interviews I could find was talking about shocking to no one, uh, Sarah Michelle Geller's character, Daphne. Um, she says about Daphne in the beginning, uh, this is from an interview from CNN. Lisa says in the beginning, everyone thinks that she's all about style and no substance. But Daphne finds her independence, and by the end of the movie, she's gone pretty tough and can really kick some butt. (laughs) Those those are her behind the wardrobe facts this week, everyone.
0: (laughs) Absolutely. That is definitely who Daphne is, especially like like we said, that first opening look is very 70s, very cartoon inspired. But when she gets to the on the island after that year, her looks are still 70s inspired, but they definitely have like an updated appearance to them. Nothing there would have been out of place in the 2000s.
2: No, I love her 70s inspired airport look. It is so good. I love this coat on her. It's totally not airport appropriate. But she looks amazing. Like everyone's looking at her because she looks so great. And even like her headband feels like a little bit more updated. Those sunglasses that she wears. I need those.
0: Uh, You do need those, Spencer. Um, Yeah, her headband, which was so 2000s. I feel like I said this the other week, but I had so many headbands. Yeah, you did. (laughs) Growing up in the 2000s, it was the look. Um, I often try to replicate not that hairstyle exactly, but I got very close to it. Um,
2: right. It's giving like the Queen's Gambit right now looking at her.
0: Yes. <laughs> um, but then also her tracksuit, which I'm like, the 2000s were controlled by tracksuits. So. <laughs>
2: yes. I love I, that.
0: Yeah. I love her purple and purple and that's what i love about daphne is like she wears one color but manages to make that work somehow
2: right she just really takes to one color and really takes the throughout the whole film and it just works i mean even her like luggage is purple it's just always purple and purple's like my favorite color so i'm i'm screaming for it i love the tracksuit fight scene where we get some real buffy to vampire slayer moments yes Lisa also said about Daphne, to show the passing of time, we gave her different silhouettes. From her palazzo pants and halter combo to her keyhole mini dress, bathing suit, and fitted jumpsuit, each of her outfits was custom made from vintage 70s fabrics and Daphne's signature purple and lavender palette.
0: I love that.
2: Yeah, really cool. I also like her beach look when she just like gets to Spooky Island and she has a big dramatic hat.
0: Hat. It's almost like
2: she went from seventies to like contemporary Daphne, just like from that plane ride.
0: Absolutely.
2: Uh, So good. All right, Elizabeth, are we ready to talk about (laughs) Shaggy?
0: I guess he's the only person who does not change.
2: No, he doesn't really change. It's he has slight moments. So he has his like very typical, shaggy look the green shirt with the brown bell bottoms which honestly shaggy probably wouldn't have a bunch of clothes he just loves to like sit in a van and eat and not smoke weed eyebrows eyebrows but he does have several costume changes like when he's at the beach he just changes into like a green tank top top, which i think (laughs) is hilarious it's like of course all these characters just have like a closet of the same color just Mm -hmm. in different shapes and also, we see Shaggy when he changes into one of the like spooky island cult members at the end with like this red look, which looks really unsettling when you look at it because yes. it's not green.
0: It's not. It's very out of character for him. And like you kind, whenever you see him in it, you kind of have to do a double take because you're like, no, Shaggy is green and brown.
2: Yeah. <laughs> That's why <laughs> Scooby Doo doesn't even recognize him. He's like, yeah. what's that? <laughs> okay. The character we're excited to talk about. Velma,
0: Velma, played
2: by the iconic Linda Cardellini, who is just perfect for this role.
0: She is. She is. Um, <laughs> and I always forget she's in this because she does such a good job being Velma.
2: Yeah, she really transforms into the role. Um, Velma wears a good sweater.
0: She does. She does. But I do love When her body is taken over by one of the demons that they give her a little bit of like a wardrobe update, but keep her in her colors. (laughs) (laughs) I'm almost like, did they like go? Did did she actually have this in her luggage? And they just, for whatever reason, bothered to go to her room and like wear her clothes.
2: The Spooky Island demon's like, I am not wearing this sweater. No, they were like, this is
0: too hot.
2: yeah but we still gotta wear orange though, so let me go find something orange in Velma's suitcase yes, yeah it, it's a really good look, and it's like Velma she she looks mm-hmm. great and it like really plays to her that like bathing suit look too, but still very Velma at the same time, yeah, yeah, real good. um, the hairstyle is hilarious to me. those wigs are bad,
0: I, they're not bad, they're just different. <laughs>
2: Well, we're gonna take a little break. We have some spooky characters to talk about after we I gotta
0: go eat some Scooby snacks. I'm hungry.
2: A Scooby snack. I'm gonna go surfing.
0: Oh, have fun yeah. with that. That sounds obnoxious. <laughs> that just I I don't know. Surfing just seems too hard to me.
2: Okay. I'll go <laughs> eat some Scooby snacks then. Yeah.
1: This is Dan, audio engineer of the BlogCast, here to let you know that if you wanted to support the show, you can head over to theartofcostume.com slash podstore. There you can buy some awesome Tee Public merch with the BlogCast logo. We have shirts, sweaters, coffee mugs, stickers, and of course, a baby onesie. Thank you for all of your support.
2: monsters
0: <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> oh my gosh this opening mo- monster i i forgot how good it was
2: yeah the ghost costume is like actually really cool i would love to see where this costume is at now
0: i would love to have that information too uh and it just reminds it like reminds me of like like, Victorian, like, clown dolls. Yeah. <laughs> Which is, like, a whole other level of creepy. It's actually um,
2: really unsettling when you look at it.
0: <laughs> it is. It is. Um, But it's played perfectly. And I love the special effects they give it to kind of, like, glow a little bit.
2: Yeah. It's, it's kind like, of... Ew. It's kind of fun to see, like, where the costume starts and the special effects begin, you know? And I... I love that there's this actor, I don't remember his name, like Old Man Wrinkles or something underneath the mask, too. (laughs) So it's practical, but also has like its special effects to it.
0: Uh, I agree. But what was the like perfect piece on that scene was Pamela Anderson.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Right. This is a James Gunn touch right here. I don't know how (laughs) Pamela Anderson made it into a Scooby-Doo film, but I love it. It's perfect. But she
0: did. She did. She probably loves Scooby-Doo and was like, yeah, I'll be in a Scooby-Doo movie. Who doesn't like Scooby-Doo?
2: She looks great. This is typical 2002 Pam Anderson. Honestly,
0: Yes.
2: her hair looks great. She's just wearing like a white top. Um, Nothing too fancy about it. She's Pam Anderson. She doesn't really need to dress all the way up to really bring the stage presence
0: she doesn't she doesn't she is the presence
2: right there is like a lace applique it looks like on her top it's kind of interesting when you look at it
0: yeah it kind of looks like a little web
2: Ooh, yeah that's a spooky web that's soft spooky for our soft yeah. spooky month
0: <laughs> yeah <laughs>
2: But was not soft spooky. Was the people of Spooky Island? I mean, I oh would, my gosh, I would not be comfortable staying on this island. Everyone here looks like they want to hurt right? you.
0: I know, especially <laughs> these like skull mask guys that look like they're ready to like. They they look like they're ready to go to Coachella. They're glowing so much.
1: Yeah, or like like, or like
2: Burning Man or something. I don't yeah, know. Yeah,
0: Burning Man. Yes, <laughs> they look like they came straight from Burning Man. Ugh. And we're like i need a job now i guess i'll work here
2: (laughs) at spooky island i would love to talk to lisa about how they made these costumes glow in the dark i bet you that was quite the process lots of paint i'm guessing probably um it's very detailed costumes
0: they definitely are i i did appreciate that the like the (laughs) staff. <laughs> have very elaborate costumes on Spooky Island.
2: Yeah, and one character I always had a hard time figuring out was uh, the bald gentleman with the tattoos on his head. He has like a very interesting, like kind of like velvet like vest.
0: Yeah, and he's such a
2: scary guy. And then at one scene, he sits down and starts playing on a grand piano
0: yes oh my gosh i love that scene every single time because you think he's about to do something like super bad yeah and then he's just playing like classical piano
2: you're like are these people supposed to be staff members slash actors are they all actually evil i still to this day 20 years later do not know
0: i don't know i don't think it matters yeah, but what was scary and evil were the monsters of the islands. Oh my gosh!
2: Right, very unsettling. Used to actually when this came out, it used to kind of creep me out. Honestly,
0: they are gross. They're gross. They're kind of goofy, but they're gross.
2: It kind of goofy. I think the first time you see them with the like long bony fingers, kind of gets you. But also, what doesn't land with me is the like luchador character. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't know. <laughs> is there... But then when you think about it, you're like, it's a Scooby-Doo show. And there was always random characters and random costumes. So because it doesn't make sense is why it makes sense.
0: Yeah. No. Didn't make sense, but made. It didn't make sense. But when you say it that way, it's like, yeah, Scooby-Doo does do weird <laughs> stuff like that.
2: Um, and then we also had a cast of just side characters that... We're just kind of in and out of the crew of Mystery Inc.'s lives throughout their stay on Spooky Mm -hmm. Island. Um, One of them, who we all know and love, Rowan Atkinson, who played uh, Mr. Mondavarius, he had a very interesting costume to me.
0: He did. He did. I'm sorry. I just looked at IMDb and never realized that that was Isla Fisher. (laughs) (laughs) in this movie sorry
2: (laughs) Elizabeth was shook for a second I was like you good (laughs) I thought you were just so blown away by the presence of Rowan Atkinson
0: well I was just shocked because even today when I was watching I was watching and I was watching her I was like man I, I like no, I've seen this actress and other stuff but like I just wonder what she did after Scooby-Doo. Like, I hope she didn't just, like, not have a career. And it's like, oh, wait, she definitely had a career. Yeah, she definitely (laughs) had a career. (laughs) She's (laughs) Isla Fisher.
2: Her character's looks were beautiful. Um, I love that they used a lot of pink for her in every single outfit.
1: Yeah. Even though she
2: was a side character, the costume designer still was like, each character has a color palette, and they're going to stay within that palette.
0: Absolutely. She's very solidly 2000s, but with, like a 70s flair where i feel like the main cast is like 70s with a 2000s flair
2: right (laughs)
0: so i love that she kind of did the opposite oh that's a good way
2: to put it like everyone's kind of flip-flops
0: yeah um but back to rowan atkinson
2: (laughs) (laughs) um well isla fisher's character gives me like Kind of Christina Aguilera two thousands vibes a little yes.
0: bit. Yes, yes, absolutely. Cause she's blonde. I don't think I've ever seen her blonde except in this movie. Right. And it really changes her appearance.
2: <laughs> yeah. All right, Mister Mondavarius. Though, sorry, sir, we're we're coming back Miss, to you. Yeah. He is like typical like seventies again, like hotel manager to me. I mean, I mm-hmm. just watched the White Lotus. Uh, same same character, just different different setting he's yes. halloween he's you know hawaii
0: yeah i agree i agree um it's this is also very typical 2000s like all the new tech guys who were like starting to like make a bunch of money and it's like they they sort of that trend of like kind of dressing nice but still wearing like the t-shirt and unbuttoning like their shirts so i felt like it was very much that like yeah, I'm rich, but I'm cooling down to earth.
2: <laughs> right. The textile on his jacket is so interesting. It's like a dark green sequin. It kind of gives like spooky monster scaly yeah. look to it. Like
0: a snake because it's a certain scrappy do. <laughs> underneath that mechanical skin
2: (laughs) yeah you're right
0: puppy power oh my gosh i forgot how annoying scrappy Doo was
2: yeah well he gets his at the end so he
0: does rightfully so was he
2: (laughs) annoying in a cartoons i don't really remember i think so
0: i don't remember either i feel like
2: actually now that i'm remembering yeah he definitely was annoying
0: i don't remember i feel like the cartoons i watch, the scooby-doo's i watched didn't really feature him because he's not in a ton of
2: it i used to watch scooby-doo all the time which probably wasn't hard to guess no um no <laughs> what is hard to guess though there is one character who is definitely flirting with velma throughout the film i cannot figure out the name of this actor nor the name of this character but all i know is that he wears a led zeppelin shirt the entire film from beginning to end I love you for that, sir. That's a badass, like, early 2000s rocker tee. He's still going with the grunge. He's not giving it up. Elizabeth's doing some investigating. I don't know, Elizabeth. It's going to be hard to find.
0: Yes, give me a second.
2: Somewhere the actor's listening to this, and he's like, it's me.
0: All right.
2: You've figured it out. Yeah. All right. Who is it?
0: That is Charlie Cousins, who is credited uh, as the character Velma's friend.
2: (laughs) 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 All right. (laughs) That answers so many questions. (laughs) Velma's (laughs) friend. Well, Charlie Cousins, they really did you dirty with that one because I felt Mm -hmm. like your character at least deserved a name. Yeah. Yeah. Looking back on it, your purpose really wasn't very big in this film, but... No.
0: And I mean, he's always just like orbiting up on on Velma to be like, hey, what's going on? She never asks his name.
2: Right. <laughs> and It's also confusing, too, because at the same time, James Gunn's talked about this a lot, but he's explicitly said that he's trying to make it clear that Velma was gay, but in like a 2002 sense. So like it really flew over people's heads yeah but James Gunn was clear from the beginning who this character was it's just all confusing and for some reason he's in the Led Zeppelin shirt I have some questions actually we gotta get Lisa on the phone
0: we do although <laughs> I feel like Led Zeppelin was a very popular shirt in the 2000s
2: of course yeah <laughs> it's just like <laughs> it to me feels like it's there for a reason and I don't know what that reason is and I'm gonna have to write an essay on mm-hmm. it something though that is clearly there for a reason (laughs) mark mcgrath and sugar ray is there (laughs) this is their time to shine it makes complete sense that they are there in all their sugar ray glory i yeah just cannot with this
0: this is another thing about this film that i always forget and then they pop up and i'm like ah (laughs) yeah, <laughs> it also reminded me that every early 2000s movie targeted at the young adult teen market had to have some sort of like boy band moment
1: yeah
2: um, I'm having flashbacks to when I had frosted tips and I'm like it was probably around this time honestly
0: you had frosted tips
2: yeah who didn't at this time Elizabeth who didn't I mean, we all wanted to be Mark McGrath.
0: Your <laughs> fascination with Jersey Shore just made so much more sense to me.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> if you're listening Shocking. to this and you had frosted tips, please message me. I, I want to have a chat.
0: Uh, yeah.
2: Wow. <laughs> One other mystery we need to solve. Do you remember that scene where... Everyone's on a plane and Scooby-Doo is dressed up like supposed to be Fred's grandma or Shaggy's grandma.
0: (laughs) Just the grandma, I think.
2: (laughs) Someone's grandma.
0: (laughs) I didn't understand why they had to disguise Scooby. Like, I feel like that was an arrangement they could have made with the airline. (laughs) Because this is clearly a like spooky island direct flight. <laughs> right. like why did they have to pretend that lady had a cat <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> well, no he didn't need to pretend to be a person
2: scooby-doo would not have fit in like a typical dog kennel cage though scooby-doo's a big dog
0: no but scooby-doo was personally invited to the island oh, right. i think they could have allowed him to sit in a chair
2: right okay well my first question Actually, before I get into it, looking at this picture, Velma's wearing, like, a cool 70s coat. I didn't realize she had another coat. Looks good on her. Good for you, Velma. But do you think that Scooby-Doo's grandma dress was practical? Probably. Do you think there was an actor running around in this grandma dress with, like, a Scooby-Doo hat on? Yeah, I think so. (laughs) I could love... These are things I just think about at night when I'm in bed. (laughs)
0: hmm scooby-doo grandma dress practical or no
2: yeah (laughs) we gotta get lisa on the phone i have some questions oh my gosh and with that that was 2002's scooby-doo i hope you all enjoyed this quick episode as much as i did I just think it's another underrated costume design film. And it's time that we give the costume design its cred.
0: Yes.
2: But before we go, Elizabeth, we have to play our favorite spooky game. Are you ready?
0: I am, Spencer.
2: Let's do it. Hit it, Daniel.
0: The one costume to rule them all. Spencer, my one costume to rule them all. Was Daphne's tracksuit?
1: <laughs> yeah,
2: I actually guessed that from you. I had a feeling
0: because it's her, the moment of her coming into like her badassness. She tells us at the airport, like, "I'm a black belt in karate now," and it's like you almost have this, like, "Oh yeah, yeah, yeah sure, Daphne." Yeah,
2: no one believes. I'm sure her. you
0: took some self-defense classes, but no, she's actually a black belt and like pulls out all her moves in this beautiful tracksuit that is so her so 2000s and just she rules in it
2: yeah she looks amazing she goes full buffy the vampire slayer it really gives you everything you want to see in this film you weren't expecting it from daphne that's why it's so badass and that tracksuit gives her the ability to do everything she couldn't in her like typical dresses you know yeah Um, My favorite look is this 70s-inspired airport look she wears with the purple luggage, purple coat, purple headband, and those purple sunglasses I want so desperately. I just, I remember seeing this for the first time in like 2002, and I even, all young Spencer, was like, oh my gosh, that look is so sickening. So, (laughs) (laughs) like, it's just to this day, I'm like, that is a look, and... It just feels really high fashion. It does. You know, like the costume designer really has an eye.
0: Yeah. That's one thing you know about Daphne. She has family money.
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, just what people think of this film they're you know, I'm sure some people even who listen to us are like, why aren't I choosing Scooby Doo? But they really do like some really subtle high fashion moments that are just subtle. And you have to really pay attention to really see like these really great costumes that all share like similar color palettes.
0: Yeah, it's definitely, it's a movie that paid a lot of attention to its costumes, but because, you know, it's not some grand costume film or period piece, it just kind of went over people's heads.
2: Right. Well, it didn't go over our heads. Mm -mm. Thank you all so much for listening to this episode. And if you want to tell us which one of, These costumes was your favorite. Leave us a voicemail at 626-515-1826. I want to hear what your favorite costume was.
0: Spencer, what are we watching next week?
2: Well, Elizabeth, I am pleased to say that our soft spooky season is getting gradually spookier. We have a real Halloween classic now. I am so excited to say that we are finally talking about one of the greatest costume design films of all time, Beetlejuice.
0: Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice. I can't wait. <laughs>
2: I'm so excited. This film is everything. And I'm <laughs> shocked that we waited this song to even talk about Beetlejuice, honestly.
0: Me too, me too. But until next week, if you miss us and want some extra content, you can follow us on Instagram at the Art Costume Pod, on TikTok at the Costume. Uh, if you want to hear our voices in a whole extra episode every single month, you can check out patreon.com slash the art of costume and become our patron. If you need a little like snuggly blanket or a sweatshirt, because it's getting chilly outside. We're heading into spooky season unless global warming is still, you know, destroying everything. It's getting chilly. <laughs> And so you can head to the artacostume.com slash pod store and pick up some of our merch to keep you warm in these hopefully cooling months. <laughs> <laughs> if you liked what you heard, you can leave us a little five star text review on Apple Podcast and or Spotify. We would really appreciate that. Everybody, have a spook filled week.
2: Ooh, and help yourself to some scooby snacks we have plenty of extras so
0: yes.
2: enjoy
1: the art of costume Blogcast is hosted and produced by elizabeth joy glass and spencer williams our audio engineering and editing is done by Dan White. Follow us on Instagram at The Art of Costume Pod or visit theartofcostumeblogcast.com for all blogcast updates. If you want to support the show, go to theartofcostume.com slash podstore. Or you can head over to patreon.com slash theartofcostume for some bonus content. For more costume reviews, deep dives, and interviews, head over to theartofcostume.com, a blog dedicated to highlighting the best in costume design.
0: So rude, IMDB.
2: Right, <laughs> uncredited role.
0: <laughs> okay, give, give me one second.
2: Should I pause my recording? No. Okay.
0: Daniel can cut out the dead air.
2: I just want to fly.
0: <laughs> Found it. I think.
2: Put your arms around me, baby.
1: Put your arms around me, baby.